Hi, I'm Kurt Barnes. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible. It's my prayer that you would be continually growing in your relationship with Jesus and that this podcast would be one of the many tools that the Holy Spirit is using in your life to bring about transformation. Don't forget to press the subscribe button and remember, you can hear our full-length sermons at scf.tv. Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue through the Gospel of John. Today we're in John chapter 16. We're going to look at verse 16 through 33. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples. He's just gotten done telling them once again that the Holy Spirit will come once Jesus goes to be with the Father. He'll send the Holy Spirit. He tells them the Holy Spirit will be the Spirit of truth and will teach them truth and also that he will be their advocate. Then he goes on in verse 16. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and after a little while you'll see me again. So I think this is awesome. Jesus tells him, in a little while, this is something we've heard him say a bunch of times. You'll see me no more. I'm going somewhere you can't go. Uh, he's said this multiple times, and he here again he repeats it, but he adds to it this time. In a little while you'll see me no more. Then after a little while you'll see me again. Verse 17. At this, some of the disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you'll see me no more, and then after a little while you'll see me again? And because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. Verse 19. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you'll see me no more, and then after a little while you'll see me again? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be made complete. So Jesus here speaks to them very practically. He even gives them an analogy that they would all be able to understand just like we can. He says that your weeping, your mourning, is only going to last a little while, even though it's going to be very painful. He compares it to childbirth. He says it's going to be very painful, but what's coming is so good, you'll forget about all that pain, just like a mother does when she has a baby. This is something that they can understand. Remember, he's answering the question because they don't get it. They're confused, and so Jesus is using very practical uh, uh, teaching so that they understand that their uh, mourning will soon turn into joy. Verse 25, Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming where I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf, no, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. 
I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. So Jesus explains to the disciples that a time is coming where because of the sacrifice of Jesus, we will be able to ask the Father directly, speak to the Father directly, have a relationship with the Father directly because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that we will be able to speak, to be able to be with the Father, to have a relationship with the Father because of the work of the Son, verse 29. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Now, this is crazy. Three years into Jesus' ministry, right? He, they've seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. They've seen him heal the blind man. They've seen him do all of these wonderful miracles. They were part of the miracle of the feeding of 5,000. They saw Jesus walk on water. They heard him speak to the storm, and it was calm. And just now, they've come to the place that they're, it's starting to click who Jesus is, where he came from, what he's doing, where he's going. And Jesus says to him, verse 31, Do you now believe? Jesus replied. A time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It's amazing to me here that Jesus, at the very end of this uh, piece of scripture, that now he says, listen, okay, now you believe, great. And once again, what's he do? He reminds them that trouble is coming. He says, you're going to be scattered. Each of you is going to be scattered. You're going to leave me alone, but I won't be alone. My father will be with me. And again, he tells them, the reason that I'm telling you this is so that you will know, you will understand, take heart. You're going to be troubled, but I have overcome the world. Friends in Christ, this encouragement exists for you still today, that you would understand in the midst of storms, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of a world that is on fire and in chaos, Jesus has overcome the world. He is a conqueror. He's victorious. He's the king. He's the Lord. And we can trust him in any circumstance, in any situation, because he didn't promise us that life would always be easy. In fact, throughout this section of scripture, he's promised us the opposite, that if the world hated him and if he had a difficult life, imagine what ours is going to be like. But in the midst of that difficulty, he's promised that he will be with us no matter what. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you were so clear in your teaching, that you explained it so well to us, that we would understand that you are always with us no matter what our circumstances or situations look like, that Jesus, you have a good plan for us right now. Even in the midst of chaos, you know what you're doing. So Lord, we put our faith, our trust, our hope in you alone, and we ask you, God, to use us to help other people experience your kingdom today. In Jesus' name, amen.